It's in episode nine? Hey, welcome back. Hello, one and all. <laughs> How are you, Cola? I'm okay. It's like a crazy fucking week. Like work-wise or? Work, everything that's going on right now has just been uh, super emotionally draining all around. Yeah. Um, you know, the state of things is trying to be hopeful, but um, yeah. Seems almost impossible right now, though. Very, um, very much so. Yeah, I had a, a long conversation with someone at work today about this. Um, he was really struggling with just like, he's like, should I just move to another country? Like, should I just like leave like the United States? And I really wanted so hard to say to him, like, no, you know, like the freedom and, and you know, the, the, the like concept of who we are as Americans, like that's what we need to fight for. And then I was like, you know, I really want to say all of this to you. But at the same time, I'm mentally feeling a lot of heavy things right now. So what I'm going to tell you is do whatever the fuck you want. Life is too short. Nothing essentially matters. And just like do something nice for yourself today was essentially like how we ended the conversation. I think that's a really good attitude to have. And uh, I definitely am trying to get my passport for Italy. So, um, yeah. Dual, dual citizenship, baby. We, yo, you and I, we have like the easy pass to dual citizenship because our dads were born there. So we just got to show them a couple papers, roll into the Italian consulate, just be like, here we go. Now give me that passport to Italy. <laughs> we call that birthright, baby. That's right. It's called birthright. And then the guy <laughs> will probably say, what then? <laughs> He'd be like, ma'am. We still need to see the proof of paperwork. <laughs> I know. I'm just picturing like running away to some villa with my girlfriend and just letting that be it. For 70 cents a day, you can live in Mola Dabari too. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, I don't know. Everyone keeps telling me that we have like these like abandoned homes over there. So yeah, where, what is it? Where banisters are a luxury. Yeah, that's what my dad said when I, I was showing him. I found Airbnbs uh, in Mola mm-hmm. for like $9 a night. I was like, this is a – and legit, like, the photos were beautiful. And I was like, this is a beautiful place. And, of course, some fucking American tourist commented on it being like, um, these photos are misleading. The steps are very narrow, and there's no banister. And I was telling <laughs> my dad, and he's like, banister? He's like, that's a luxury. You hold on to the wall. <laughs> Honestly, which is like – I don't know about you, but in my grandmother's house, like, there's a there's always a good chance I was going to fall down the steps. Oh, yeah. But also like, because I would, like, jump down them and, like, but, yeah, the steps are very narrow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but that's also because I, like, just threw myself down them. So never mind. <laughs> my, I remember at one point my sister and I used to have a contest uh, to the stairs leading to the basement to my grandmother's apartment. We used to see who could um, jump from like what step, what was the highest step we could jump off of until it got too high. And then uh, I think uh, I could be misremembering this. I I don't know if I hit my head or my sister hit her head. (laughs) And then I I swear I've had so many concussions as a child. I'm like a miracle of science. We should have just really called that what bone could we potentially break today? Or like, that's so funny you mentioned the basement because I feel like as kids, we used to like play in my grandmother's basement a lot because it was yeah. like the most free space. But yes. there was like very little adult supervision. Um, so I, don't know if our, I don't know if our listeners have like ever had a similar childhood experience as that, but like 
I think of the one game we used to play called knock hockey. It was essentially like, it was essentially, oh God, I hope people know what I'm talking about. It was essentially like hockey, but it was like on the floor. It was like a board yeah. on the floor and you had these little like, like, yeah, yeah. Just like, yeah. So I remember as kids, we made a rule though that, it, well, okay. So I never got to play. I was the youngest. So of course I just got to sit and watch. That was my reward. Um, <laughs> and uh, I remember anytime there was a rule where if like someone scored on you or like you like basically like if you hit the little baby wooden puck, that was the other thing. It was all made out of wood. <laughs> Italians. Um, Splinters. <laughs> um, the little pucks, I remember if you like flung it off the board, we would like hit the puck like at the other person's knuckles. Oh. As, like, a way of, like, as a way of like punishing them, like don't do it again. And I'm like, in hindsight, I'm like, where was the adult supervision? But then again, like I probably asked that question a lot in terms of I'm- like my childhood. Yeah, uh, we definitely used to play in the basement because the basement did have a lot of space. There was an mm. old bar down there, like a 1970s style bar, fully stocked with liquor from the 70s. Mm. And uh, But in that same room, it was like that room and then it would lead to like this big long hallway. So my sister and I used to play soccer in that hallway and mm. it's super dangerous. And then one time we tried to play football and I punted and the ball... <laughs> The ball hit the ceiling, and I—I I hope you know what I'm talking about. But you know how they have the sheet-like mm-hmm. ceilings, yep, like yep. oh god, like it's not glass necessarily. No, no, it's but it's like, like that, very like, thin, plastic-looking. Uh, yeah. So yeah. anyway, the ball hits one of those things, and usually they're like panels, so you can like lift them mm-hmm. and you know put your hand inside the ceiling. Well, this yep. the ball just hit the panel and like five of them came down and just shattered in front of us. And I was just looking at my sister and I was like, this is so bad. And then like, I normally, when we would do something horrific like that, we would figure out the best way to cover it up. And yep. immediately I just said, there's no way we can cover this. <laughs> let's not even, let's just cut our losses and not even try. Right. I so I just it. went upstairs and I told my mom, I broke the ceiling and she was like, wait till <laughs> your father gets home so fucking typical i love that and then that's the worst because you're just sitting there like oh, i was fuck. terrified yeah um you're just yeah. sweating but it bullets. turned out i was so it was so bad but it turned out to actually not be that bad i mean they were like upset but like they're just like oh we gotta get rid of that ceiling anyway <laughs> that's the best case scenario and you're very very fortunate because i was sweating a little bit for you thinking about it i was oh god i'm sure at the time though like that's like i would it was a nightmare you know well, yeah, I feel like that was always, I grew up with like a lot of cousins that we would play in the basement for what I was talking about. And I feel like we were always the first ones to be like, okay, which one of us are going to take the hit for this? Like, we're going to like scheme. Right. It's like, all right, all right, you got in trouble last time. So now it's your turn to get in trouble. We would just like pass the buck off one by one. Um, yeah. But good times. Good times. <laughs> Very good times. All of that to say, again, take care of yourself, friends. Do something nice for yourself today. Um, and don't play ball in the house and don't don't break ceilings or punt footballs in the house um but all right let's get into we have some thoughts uh i think we should ah let's start off with the lighter one i feel like the second one's gonna be really heavy and i might get emotional so let's let's talk about it so we saw um something this past week on instagram that is just absolutely fantastic. It's from secret underscore NYC. And it was an article about 85 reasons real New Yorkers say they'll never leave the city. Cola, what were some of what was like one or well, two of your faves? Um, so the first one actually that was highlighted on the post itself, uh, mm-hmm. walking around NYC, I think about how many people dream 
uh, to just vacation here. I live it. That is truly, okay. So that's number one on my list. And I, Mm -hmm. I'm sure that's a good reason why it was number one on this post. Um, that was my favorite thing to do. Like I would just put on my headphones and just a perfect night in the city, like not even a perfect night. Like it will be cold sometimes, but I have my overhead headphones to keep my ears mm-hmm. warm. And I would just walk and like put on like the perfect soundtrack yep. and, you know, the soundtrack, just, the perfect soundtrack. To your walking. And I yep. have, listen people out there, if you want playlists, I got you some A plus New York city walking playlists. Oh, um, that's a great like, idea. No, seriously, because I worked in the West Village, so that's pretty far downtown, and I lived in Astoria, so I would always have to get on an uptown train anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, So what I would do after work is I would put my little headphones on, um, and I would just walk as far as I could uptown on my favorite streets, um, just taking in, like, everything, and, like, that is something that I truly, truly miss uh, Mm -hmm. oh so much right now. Um, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I I used to think about that a lot, like – people especially when I was in college and so many people were coming from you know like the west coast or other sides of the of the country and they would be like they'd be like it was just always my dream to be here and I would just always think to myself like huh like this was my backyard this was you know what I mean like I didn't just get to like see it on tv I I got to be here and experience it for for what it was so I, I totally agree. That was probably number one on, on my list as well. I think my other one was um, it's it's so alive when you're away, you kind of just miss it like it's a person. And yes, that was my, I, yeah. I think that I, so I think that that one was my, my next favorite just because I always think it's so true. I always think of New York as like, kind of like Taco Bell. So, so hear me out. Oh, come on. Don't do this. No, no, no. Like, like it's always, sometimes it's always like a really, really good idea in the moment. It's like the only thing you're craving. It's the only thing you want. And most of the time, like you eat it and it's fine. But that one chance you're like, great. Now I have to vomit. Like, why did I do that to myself? It sometimes is like that because once you're there, especially like after you've been away for so long, I never get sick of its spirit, but sometimes I do kind of get sick of like that negative, like, really bad mental health rush 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 like part of it that kind of like after a while it starts to weigh on me so I I always associate it in that realm but it is kind of like that person it's like when you're away from it like distance makes the heart grow fonder and then when you go back most of the time it's like oh I did miss this so 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 much but if spent too much time with like you start to see like that toxicness like come out of you again I used to say that it wasn't until I started this pod. Well, we started this podcast that I was like, well, I hate going home because my accent comes out. But then I listened to this podcast. I'm like, bitch, you have the thickest accent still. Like, who do you think you are? So I can no longer use that. But um, yeah, what were your thoughts on that one? So I love that one too. That was also my number two on the list. Um, Because when I was going through this really, all right, I'm guessing I'm going to confess this to podcast land. But during my, my quarantine out here in LA, normally like, so I think I've mentioned this before. My plan this summer was to come home, bring my mm-hmm. girlfriend to New York, have her meet my family, all the you know fun things we're going to do in the city in the summer. And be, I know for a fact I cannot go back until next year, until we have a vaccine. Yeah. Um, so I just fell into this deep depression of homesickness. And my therapist asked me, like, do you think of New York as a person? And 
I was like, I guess I do. And so I started writing a collection of these like, Mm. like short essays and poems and like almost like, anyway, the point is I have so much right now that I could probably put a little like booklet together with just all of these like love letters to New York. And I, this comes from what you said, you know, the absence makes the heart grow fonder because I crave it so badly right now. And I, you know, am here. And one of the things I always worry about every time I go home for Christmas, uh, because by that point, you know, I'm always like, oh God, I can't wait to be back in New York, you know? And then I, I'm always afraid that when I go back there, I'm going to like miss the life that I had there so much that I won't want to come back to LA, which not that that would be a bad thing, but like, you know, I have, I have a life built here too now, you know, it's been three years yeah, and um, you know, it it would just make things difficult. But I, I do agree that, you know, usually, and I don't know, you know, you know what that is, but after a couple of weeks, I usually stay about a week or two. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, then I, I, when I get to the airport, I, I just remember the first time I f- came to visit home after I had been in LA for a little bit, I was so worried about that. And then I remember going to the airport leaving and I was a little upset, but like, I w- it, w- it was fine. Like I was ready mm-hmm. to go back to LA. And when mm-hmm. I landed and I walked out in January to 65 degree sunshine, I was just like, oh, you know what? It's pretty nice to be back in LA right now. <laughs> I love um, that. So it's just very interesting. I don't know. Maybe I'll release those. Those. I was gonna say maybe we should let some of the listeners be be privy to uh, to some of those because I I've read a few of them and I just personally think that you are a phenomenal writer. Like you Thank write you. how you talk and you take people on a journey with your words and um, that is so sweet. I no I I'm not just saying that to blow smoke or to like Anna is not one to to pander or say nice things about anything if I don't fucking mean it so um but obviously I I do think that'd be a great idea for you to share also love that podcast confessional like that was I love that that's fantastic maybe we should do also like a whole episode on just like the shit that isn't great about New York because I think like oftentimes granted none no one can ever fucking talk shit about New York absolutely not right this is only because it's Mm. us um, right. But maybe we need to sometimes I'm like, anytime I'm like, really, really missing home, I have to like, and granted, I'm not far from it, like not nearly as far as as you are. But sometimes I have to like, remind myself, like I, I journal, I'll be like, you know, why am I here? Like, specifically, like this path that I'm on, like, there's a reason I'm not in New York. And it kind of leads to what we're going to talk about in a little bit. But I want to get into the question that um, one of our listeners actually asked me, who's a friend of mine, that I was yeah. like, I have to ask this question to Cola, but um, I'm going to put a little pin on that thought because it gonna, it's going to segue really, really nicely into what we're going to talk about for We Have Thoughts part two, two? and a half, part two, <laughs> part three, wherever. So if we want to count this question as a part of it. Um, sure. So I had a student who, you know, they said, well, not a student, it was a former student, but they said to me, you know, you talk a lot about your bodega order. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And they were like, they were like, what would you say then was like the childhood drink like for like growing up? Because they like they're like they kind of like grew up in a city themselves. And for them, it was all about like the bodega drink. Right. Like taking a dollar and going, you know, to get like a dollar slice and then whatever 50 cents or a dollar you had left over, you would go to the bodega and grab your drink with your dollar slice. So like what was the drink of your childhood, essentially, was what I was asked. And I was like, I have to ask Cola this. The drink of my childhood Oh, and then you sent me, sorry, then you sent me that 
nasty ass looking drink <laughs> that your girlfriend was drinking that's like supposed to be an Arizona iced tea and I was it, like what? that's what it is no that's the that is an Arizona brand drink I know but I looked and I was like what the fuck is this I felt offended it just she looked said it like was good. sugar it, it is <laughs> sorry, but... sorry Janelle I didn't mean to shit on you. <laughs> but I'm still just so mad um, um yeah I don't know it, it was funny okay so y'all out there listening it was like cherry lime Arizona sparkling cherry lime and it said a Brooklyn original on it and I just don't know that as a thing so that's why I sent you the picture Anna because I was just like is did I imposter. like I was like am I missing something was this a thing because like to me when you think Arizona you think of like the classic um mm. you know either the Ar- Arnold Palmer or like the mm. uh the, just the regular iced tea flavor I think is yeah. probably the more common the lemon iced tea um but, 99 cents both 99 cents. Amazing. Um, but my drink of choice, though, was a, actually a Yoohoo. And you were making fun of me, but I drank so much Yoohoo as a kid. And even like when my hangovers would be really bad, when I'd go into the bodega and get a bacon, egg and cheese, I would get a can of Yoohoo or a glass bottle of Yoohoo, which I realized you cannot find very easily out here. I have not seen it out here. Like I've seen like the cartons of you who like the little like tiny like juice box cartons in mm-hmm. like target like you can buy like a pack of them but not mm-hmm. like you can't just roll into like um you know i have a liquor store in my corner that's kind of essentially a bodega here so mm-hmm. like i use that as a, as a bodega since i don't drink and i just buy like my iced teas and my you know uh, ice cream and stuff but um there's no of, this really is a fucking bodega <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> This really is like a fucking bodega. Like, yeah, you know, it's a liquor store, but I buy my iced tea, my ice cream, and my toilet paper wall. <laughs> no, it is. It has all that stuff. And the only thing that I, I, I still call it a bodega, and it's right up the block from me. But the only reason I say it's not a proper bodega is because they don't have hot food. Um, mm-hmm. right. But it is. But essentially, it's just has. It says it's a liquor store. But yeah, yeah, that's really funny. Yeah, I made fun of you for the YooHoo thing because YooHoo is a chocolate drink it is not yeah, that's right. chocolate not milk. milk it is no. not milk it is basically chocolate and water which is like <laughs> so nasty it's so no nasty it's not if you it goes so well with bacon egg and cheese i highly recommend it to everyone out there you can write me about your bad experience if you have one but you're not gonna have one because the two fucking go amazing together and i'll tell you why you can do like the nesquik with it but nesquik is too heavy but oh the my chocolate- god i love nesquik <laughs> The chocolate drink, as you will say, is not as heavy because you're right. It's not milk. It's water. It's delicious. Um, Nesquik, not you. Who that shit's gross. You so I, delicious. How dare you? I used to this. this I'm trying to get you who to sponsor us. <laughs> you who listen up. I live in California. I would love if you could sponsor our podcast so that um, I can get free you who. I just imagine the emotional like feeling like how emotional you'll get if they just like appear at your front step as if it was like yeah from, like a bodega I'm, like the glass ones i'll be so excited oh my god you have no idea you'd have to live stream that on the instagram so that people can see you you literally shedding tears um, i 100 will i thought of i actually just thought about this do you remember when slurpees came into bodegas like those like like not like like Seven Eleven was like known for them, but they weren't Slurpees. What were they called? Slush puppies. That's what oh they were yeah, called. they had That's like the, they were called. the thick looking dog on it. Yes, yes, and they like had different flavors. I would say that reminded me a lot. Definitely Arizona iced teas. I drank 
a shit ton of those. And the fact that they're still 99 cents really just sits so nicely with my spirit. Um, it's the best. And just, it just like, it's like, oh, what, inflation. Who is she? Arizona don't know her. <laughs> um, I love that so much. But Snapple, you mentioned that before. And I was like, fuck me up. Peach right. Snapples. Peach Snapple. Made from the best stuff on earth. What was it? We don't know. But it was delicious. Who cares? It's like Who- chocolate drink. Who knows? <laughs> Who cares? I don't want to know. Um, I said another one. Oh, the 25 cent, the 25 cent like Chubby. containers. Yeah. Were they called chubbies? Was that the official nah, name? No, I'm just, I'm calling it that. It sounds disgusting. I'll stop. I was going to say the next would be like, it reminds me like, like chode. And that makes me, that does Ew. not sit right in my spirit. All right, let's, let's stop this conversation. Great. So let's call it the 25 cent cups. Um, they had like different flavors. Uh, I would say those were actually the first answer I had said, but yeah, you're going to mock me for my chocolate drink, but that those tub of like juice, if you want to call it, that was essentially just sugar and food dye. (laughs) It was with a hint of water. With a hint of water. It was, those were absolutely fucking delicious. They weren't even like labeled. It was just plastic with like a silver cover on the top. (laughs) Like what brand made those? There weren't like an ingredients list or anything. No, yeah, no, it was literally, if y'all need to can picture this, like a little plastic container shaped like a barrel with purple, yep. pink, or like yellow juice in it. The yellow yeah. one looked like the, piss. Yeah, <laughs> blue blue came out later. That was a real, that was a real hit. Pur- purple was the real popular one, I feel. Yeah, that was my fave. Uh, anything yeah. that like, this is like a... Anything like grape flavored as a kid, that was like my jam. Like anytime oh. I got sick, I think I've said this before, Dime Tap, like fuck me up. I was hyped. Oh, Dime Tap different. Dime tap. <laughs> yeah. That shit hit perfectly. Um, but grape flavor things were my favorite anyway. But yeah, those were the those were the the answers that I had provided uh, to our listener. So um, sorry you had to listen to it again. But now you at least have Cola's answer. So <laughs> kind of different now. <laughs> um, but so what we were saying before about uh new york what was the thing i put the pin in you put the pin in yeah like you miss it like a person oh Oh, yeah oh oh, oh, we should do an episode on the things we don't we don't love about new york but i think no one can ever talk shit about new york obviously because we're from new york but because at the end of the day it's still made us who we were and another one of the answers to that to that question was someone wrote like the grit was like why i'll never leave um that's like my one of so one of the questions we typically will will re-ask people when we interview them so kristen got the question but you know if new york was a personality like she is blank um i always think about her grit as like the thing that made us um and that leads us into one of the things we wanted to talk about uh which was obviously the death of uh, Justice Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, because Brooklyn Ruthie, she was Brooklyn she Ruthie. was from us. She She's was, OG Brooklyn, OG she, broad from Brooklyn. She is the OG broad from Brooklyn, and so when I think of grit, I think like anytime you learn things about her, like you cannot get someone with more grit than her, and I a hundred percent think that is from Brooklyn. That was the Brooklyn in her. Um, Hell yeah. And, that, and so for our listeners who don't know, um, she was arguably my biggest inspiration because, again, she was from Brooklyn. She was actually zoned for the high school that I was supposed to go to. James um, Madison? Yeah, yeah. She, so yeah. I was supposed to go to Madison and she was, that's where she went. 
I was zoned to go there. I didn't, obviously, because then you and I would have never met. We went to a private <laughs> school. But um, she, I like just saw like so much of her story that I followed. I, I And I want to go to law school. And I am super, super passionate about like human and obviously gender and women's rights. So she's arguably my biggest inspiration. And I do not put people on pedestals. I think you like know this about me fairly well. Mm-hmm. Like I do not put celebrities on pedestals like do not there's very few celebrities I'll like put on a pedestal or care about although I wouldn't say she was a celebrity but I, I would like, she like sure. reached she reached that status for sure she's like um there was a whole thing I saw that was like she's like maybe not a celebrity but like a pop icon for sure I would say she's iconic um yeah I definitely say she's iconic I don't know I always think of celebrities I think of like like the think of the stars, the paparazzi. Like no one's ever like. Oh well, no. I mean, yeah, no, you don't know her. Life. <laughs> no, with paparazziing RBG. I mean, at least maybe I don't think so. it's yeah. true. That's true. But um, how are you feeling since since last Friday? I've been very upset. Um, I've been reading a lot of the Times coverage on it because, ugh, God, I am just like trying so hard to like, you know. I, I was also thinking about how like her last like request on her deathbed was that she not be replaced until a new president is elected. And it's like, can you imagine someone who fought their entire life for this, for the, the, to try to fight for the right things. And they were so ingrained in it that even on their deathbed, they couldn't, they felt they couldn't like rest, you know, like is what I think. Um, But I I wanted to read, there was an expert excerpt from one of the times articles that I really liked. Um, Mm -hmm. I sent it to you, so I'm just going to read it. It says, Justice Ginsburg resonated so profoundly with Brooklynites, the elders who followed her judicial career, and the young people who loved the pop icon because she represented the values of her block. Yes. And, like, I love that. That comes back to what we were talking about, about, you know, just that, like you said, that, like, Brooklyn grit, that, like, that attitude, that, like, I don't know, that neighborhood thing that i think um anyway the point they're also putting a they're what little ruthie from the block right and they're uh going to be putting up a statue of her in brooklyn Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which i look forward to visiting uh the next time i'm home and i think we actually said it in a in a last in one of our previous episodes um tell us you won't right and we can Mm -hmm. like that's the the oh my god And I I thought about how I said that and like, you see it play out in so much of her story. I think what I just love and appreciate most about her is that like people, and I think you've probably experienced this is like when you go other places and, you know, I think you and I have very, very like what I would deem as like Brooklyn personalities. Like there are plenty of people who are just like us from Brooklyn, but we are very rare like people are especially not used to women speaking the way you and I speak or women thinking the way we do or our like 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 our harsh tongues and things like that um that's just I like I've heard someone like say that to me before they're like you have a very harsh tongue and I'm like bitch what the fuck does that even mean (laughs) but I think what I love most is just you know similarly people had never seen someone like her before either right like here's a woman who people were not used to the way she spoke to them or defended her, even though granted she was very mm, like 
she wasn't outspoken by any means like she like you and i and i would say i'm outspoken Uh, Um, she she was smart about her the way she spoke i think yes, um, yes. right there's that famous quote that she has that's going around right now and I, I know i'm gonna misquote it but it's like uh something to the effect of like uh you know always argue or make your point in a way that'll make other people want to follow you you know like yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah i butchered the quote because i don't have it in front of me but y'all know what i'm talking about you've seen it everywhere at this point yeah um, fight for what you believe in the way that other like other people's will want to follow i think is is it yes um, oh god you should have just said it that was brilliant <laughs> Um, but that's what I mean. So what I love most about her is that, or one of the things I love most about her, obviously for all of the things that she has allowed you and I to have today. Um, but just, you know, people had never met someone like her before. And I'm, I think it's so much of her Brooklyn spirit that helped her just do what she did and, and fight and not, not take, not necessarily take no for an answer, but like, again, tell me I won't. Or tell me I can't and I'll show you I can. We really root hard for people from Brooklyn. Like, you yeah. know, like in general, like I I think like whenever in whether it be like a political figure or an athlete or it's like as soon as I find out like they're from Brooklyn, I'm like, what team is that? Or like, what is this? Yeah. Like I must support, um, you know, it's like, oh, look, somebody from Brooklyn made it, you know, yep. like. Yep. And she's probably, arguably, I would say one of the most famous people that you can say, hey, yeah. someone from Brooklyn really made it and made like a huge impact on this yeah. world, Yeah, you know? And that's really fucking cool, I think. Yeah, I read a, an article yesterday that like, she she was responsible for essentially their military ban. Uh, I'm sorry, there was a military policy on abortions for women in the military uh, back when she was still, she was still uh, like practicing just law. Um, but essentially it was abortion policy for women because if you got pregnant while you were in the military, you only had two choices. You either like left or mm-hmm. like discharged or you got an abortion. They wouldn't let you stay and be pregnant. Um, and so her case that she, so she took the case on and it was this woman who, who had gotten pregnant. She didn't want to discharge from the army. Mm-hmm. And she, she was also like a devout Christian and did not want to get an abortion. Like she just didn't believe in it. And she just didn't think it was right. She wanted to have her baby. Um, but the army wouldn't let her. So mm-hmm. uh, RBG took the, the case and essentially like set it up in a way where she was saying like, you know, we don't, release people or discharge people from the army when they have a disability or they get hurt, right? Like they too have a leave where they take and then they can come back. Um, you know, we don't force them to have surgeries or we don't force them to have procedures. So it is unconstitutional and it is a violation of their rights for you to be doing this as well. And so it it made it to the ninth circuit of the court. It was supposed to be heard by the Supreme court actually. Um, but this, the Supreme Court didn't actually wind up taking it because by the time it almost got there or like by the time it was about to go there, the military just removed the policy altogether. So it was lifted and they they backtracked and said, this is not a thing we'll, we will we'll have anymore. Um, so it never actually made it to the Supreme Court. So it stayed in the Ninth Circuit of the court. Um, 
But just like things like that, where it was like, even when people weren't watching, right? Like people don't really know that case. They know her more for like the one about women's like maternity leave and labor laws, um, you know, on the basis of sex, especially the movie, mm-hmm. the case that that focused on. Um, but even when no one was watching, this is the shit that she preached. And while I understand, like, I, I get where you might people sit on this politically. I don't think you can look at this from an from an unbiased view and think this woman wasn't something truly incredible. 100%. And, and I really get pissed. I get so fucking pissed at the people who are like, you know, well, let's not forget she voted on this and she voted on that. That doesn't necessarily agree. Like, yeah, she wasn't, she wasn't perfect. perfect. Like you and I, yeah. yeah, you and I are not fucking trying to canonize her as a saint. Although I wouldn't hate that idea. But <laughs> my point is, is that we're not... she's still a human that's what I think makes her so incredible to me is here's a person just like me from Brooklyn off the block representing her block who can make all of these changes for so many women and honestly like just just pave the way for people like you and me to be inspired to do the same so you can't I don't give a fuck where you side on this politically like this is not political to me this is just you have a mind you have a fucking heart Look at this woman's story and try and tell me she isn't absolutely incredible and has the grit from Brooklyn because you're a fucking liar. <laughs> cool. Uh, that was beautiful. Thank um, you. I couldn't have said it better myself. I probably won't say it better. So I'm going to leave that uh, as a beautiful note to end our segment. Um, Love, and- Anna, and Cola. <laughs> yeah. Let's, uh, let's dive into what we picked for the theme today, which is uh, summertime. In New I'm York. so excited. I'd summer love summer in New York. I know. Yeah. Well, I don't actually. I'm going to be honest. It's humid as all <laughs> fucking hell. And um, <laughs> cockroaches fly. <laughs> and quite honestly, I don't true. need something like that flying around. Or we already have the pigeons that almost fly into my face for some reason. Every time I'm home, I almost get hit in the face with a pigeon. You'd it does think. happen quite a bit. It's insane. Am I just at perfect? I'm like just the right height where I guess when they're landing, like I'm at like, you know, landing altitude for them, like whatever gust of wind they have to catch to like land on the ground safely. Like my face is like right at that height. That is really unfortunate. (laughs) Um, Which is also funny because aren't you and Kristen the same height? Uh, She might be just like an inch taller than me. Also, she's usually in heels. That's a good point. I was going to say, because I've never heard her talk about this. So I was just going to say that it's something about your energy that attracts them. But yeah, that, that we'll, could also be we'll true. Go, we'll go with the height thing. <laughs> um, okay, so summer in New York. Let's romanticize the fuck out of this. Let's look back. Let's. It's a what? beautiful, let's not call it humid. Let's say it feels like a day spa outside <laughs> all the time. It is the perfect sauna. Um what was your favorite, uh, like, summer activities? Like, what do you associate with Brooklyn summers? Well, this is good because we're coming off of our Street Games episode. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's definitely a lot of Brooklyn summer. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say uh, we talked about um, we talked about the feasts, which were always a really big deal, I think, in our neighborhood because mm-hmm. – um, so we, it would similar to what we described on the last episode about block parties, uh, mm-hmm. feasts, you know, uh, and I'm sure wherever you're from has maybe something similar, uh, like a, yeah. like a, a 
a local fair or something, but usually those are in like market. one like market or lot or something like that. And the feast yep. is, um, they would close off at least in our neighborhood in Brooklyn uh, on 18th Avenue from, mm-hmm. I believe it was like, what was it? It was like 75th street to like, I don't yeah. know why I'm giving everybody exact coordinates. They don't know what the fuck <laughs> I'm talking about. Anyway, they would close off yeah. a couple blocks on the Avenue and it was probably like a good 15, 20 blocks. Right. And then various businesses would set up different stands for like food and games. There would be like those uh, dangerous carnival rides they would mm. hire to come. And like you could get motion sick after eating a bunch of uh, Zeppeli. Um, I was but- just going to ask you, I was just going to ask you, what was the superior feast food for you? That That's hard. Okay. I'll tell you why this is hard though, because I love Zeppeli. Uh, mm-hmm. but I'm going to say sausage and peppers. That's funny. It's got to be sausage and peppers. Lucy's sausage and peppers, the queen Ugh. herself. Those were so good. The sausage is like perfectly crispy, mm-hmm. peppers and onions, and it is yep. just like chef's kiss. Beautiful. Fresh um, Italian bread. So fresh good. Fresh Italian bread. Oh my God. It's amazing. Um, I actually would say the Zeppelis were going to be where where I went, but that's just because I didn't really have an appreciation of, for sausage and peppers until I got a little bit older, but Zeppelis were my fucking kryptonite. Like, I could take... Granted, they're heavy, so for people who don't know, Zeppelis are essentially just fried oh, dough with sugar on so top. Heavy. It's so, so heavy. I could take, like, eight to the face and, like, not even flinch. <laughs> I, I was, You know, it's yeah. like funnel cake, but, like, twice as heavy, I feel. Oh. They're so delicious. But okay, so yeah, um, like businesses would set up local stands and essentially, so I don't, I think a lot of people have had, like people refer to them as like carnivals for them, but it's truly like, I've never seen things like quite like a feast because you either have, in my opinion, you either have like food stands and like market stands, right? So you can buy like people, like local businesses would have like like, I remember, like, you can buy, like, jewelry off of a woman who made it, like, handmade them or art or, like, cigars. Like, my dad used to love the freshly rolled cigar stands. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, you could even buy, like, I remember, like, as a kid, I'm, like, I didn't think anything of it. But, like, smoke shops would also, like, have a ton of their shit. So, like, mad yeah. weed paraphernalia everywhere. Um, but I've only ever seen markets. And then when you would walk, right, like there'd be the carnival. So like the carnival parts, like the carnival rides, the Ferris wheel, the zipper, the thing that flips you up around, the scrambler, right? Like I've only ever seen one or the other. I've never seen both quite right. like quite like ours. Um, and then also there was also a part in the middle. Let us not forget the uh, the place where concerts would kind of happen. So KTU, which I didn't know until yes. very recently. Yo, Wait, I you didn't know that was them? No, 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 no. I knew about them, but I'm saying I didn't know that KTU was only streamed in New York City. Wait, what? Okay, so you know how like on Z100, which was like for us. I literally didn't know that either because I'm like, there's, I even like, wait, specifically like the the New York City area, like. Like Z1, so Z100, like Elvis Duran Z Morning Zoo is syndicated yes. to other parts. So like if you're in Texas, you can listen to Z100 and, or you can listen oh. to Z100. And Z100 okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But KTU, like the, that specific type of music station is only available in New York City. And the only reason I know that is because Freestyle 
which was like the music played at feast. So Angelo Venuto, Reina, like right. all of these, like what we would call freestyle was essentially like what led to modern day like EDM and house music. We used to have freestyle. So like Amber, CBB, like super popular. Any of our listeners listening, go listen. Um, but they used to, like, I remember I met Angelo Venuto, who was like an Italian, I don't even want to know. He was like an Italian freestyle artist. Um, and I met Raina at one of them too. And she was like a huge freestyle artist too. But it was literally right in the middle of the feast. And there'd be like these like little concerts, but oh, you like lived to go to the 18th Avenue feast. It also meant though that summer was over. Right. Yeah. That was usually how that, that was like the sig- signifier that and uh, San Gennaro in Manhattan, oh, uh, which San is Gennaro. honestly like, so 18th Avenue was like our local feast. Uh, these are both mm-hmm. Italian feasts. Um, so uh, I would, I'd like to bring up also that one of the key elements is there will usually be a saint with money around its neck being paraded through the streets. And if you're Correct. wondering if anyone ever tried to steal that money, the answer is Possibly, but there were um, also multiple stabbings at these feasts. I was going to say, a lot of people did get hurt, yeah. um, We don't know what that was about, but uh, I would argue that if you did try to steal the money from around the saint's neck, it probably wouldn't bode well for you. Um, No. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, it was like St. Rosalia was the 18th Avenue feast. And then I remember my church that I grew up around, We had they had a bazaar, which was very, very common as well, was for bazaars to also occur that was a very summer thing bazaars are essentially smaller type feasts they usually just exist in like a parking lot um but very it's more of like a centralized feast but yeah san Gennaro. oh fuck me up i used to love the san Gennaro feast um that's in little italy that's in little italy yeah um i don't know if they're still well obviously they're not doing it now but um but that was usually the official end marker i think because it was around the same time uh like, oh, or maybe not. I feel like maybe the 18th Avenue feast was in August uh, and San Gennaro came in like the first week of September. So more or less. Um, yeah. but, 18th uh, Avenue feast was right, right before and through Labor Day. And then I think San Gennaro started right after. Yes, I think you're correct. Um, wow. Yeah. I used to love the feast. Um, that was like that was like a lit Friday night. It was like, yo, let's go to the feast. Yeah, that was like, um, you know, you like really like, that was where you like got dolled up to be like, see who's who out in the neighborhood, you know? Like mm-hmm. I remember, <laughs> Anna, I think I was dating one of your guy friends that you had introduced me to at the time. <laughs> um, and uh, we went to the feast and we ran into his ex-girlfriend and like it, they made it out to be like this big thing. No, because like, I think they were just like, oh, she wants to meet you. And I'm like, okay. Like, and I was just super nice to her because I'm like, I'm not trying to start shit here. Like at the feast on the holiest of street fairs. <laughs> um, but she's just like, she was not, she was like, I think more thrown off by the fact that, uh, cause I just like went up to her and I was like, hi, I'm, I'm Cola, you know? And um, she just like was not happy about that. But I was like, okay, like, I don't know what you want to do here, women, but I'm going to go buy more, more Zeppelin typically stuff my face with noise definitely uh typical women at that age probably did not like that that's so funny i i didn't know about that story um Uh, my sister my sister brought up a really good one um about summertime in brooklyn so for our loyal 
broad listeners not from Brooklyn, you will know what I'm about to say because you listened to our vocabulary episode. Um, Johnny pumps when you would let them go, the, the fire hydrants. Yes. And on like a hot summer day when you just like, your parents wouldn't let you turn on the AC because it was way, it was just way too hot. But obviously like we don't turn on the AC unless we absolutely have to. Um, yes. <laughs> people would undo their fire hydrants and essentially you would just run through the water and then everybody on the block got brown water for three days, but it didn't oh. matter <laughs> because you didn't turn your AC on. Uh, but my sister brought that up and she was like, that was probably my favorite thing to do during the summers. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm always just like, isn't it so fucked up that we would then impact our neighbors that way? But nothing was more fun than running through the Johnny pump water. Like as a kid, like get your bathing suit on and like go run through the water. Did you ever do that? Uh, not, uh, we didn't do the Johnny pump. I think my dad was probably too afraid of like germs, but like <laughs> we used to, um, so we didn't have like a yard yard because, uh, you know, we lived in Brooklyn. So like we had like the little yard and it was like my grandmother's garden. Like we, it's not a yard you can run around in, but you had a, in, you had a slab of concrete continue. pretty much. Uh, and like, it wasn't like, it was very much a yard that a child could easily get hurt in. So my parents got like really mad when they found us playing in the tool shed and pulling twine out and like trying to make tight ropes to walk on between the two (laughs) poles that were essentially load bearing poles that were holding up the terrace anyway. (laughs) So what we would do in the summer is we would, uh, we'd get like an attachment for the hose and then mm-hmm. my dad would throw the hose over the banister of the terrace in the back and like God. turn it on and make like our own sprinkler. And like my sister and I would like just, I wouldn't say run because there wasn't a lot of room, but we just like <laughs> jump back and forth and like. <laughs> well, could listen. I literally Anna, just picture you running in like a small circle, like just. I, it wasn't that like that, but like if I show you a picture of the yard, you'll be like, oh yeah, there's like. There's a decent amount of space, but it's all like dirt and like tomatoes. And God forbid I stepped on my grandmother's tomatoes. <laughs> oh my God. That is fantastic. No, we did we did the Johnny Pumps. Our backyard, we had a pretty decent sized, again, slab of concrete. Uh, but we never really like did water things. Maybe in like the driveway, like because we we had a shared driveway and our neighbor was really nice to us. We used to do, like, we used to have, like, water balloon fights in there where, like, take out the hose and, like, like spray each other when the other one wasn't looking. Or when, you know what we used to do? We used to make my oldest brother would, like, have the hose and he would make, like, me or my other brother, like, call my sister out and he'd be hiding behind, like, like the front part of the porch where my sister then couldn't see when she was walking out and then he would, like, jump out and spray her with the hose. Um... You also do that in like November, not like during the summer. Oh my god! Um, yeah, we could do a whole episode on sibling dynamics at a later point. Uh, but that was probably also something we yeah that we did that a lot too. Um, I would also say we did this a lot together, like Coney Island beach, like beach days. Coney Island is a disgusting monstrosity of a beach. Um, actually, you know what? That's not true. I I'm too harsh. Um, it's not like the cleanest beach because um like the I'm, when i say that i mean like the beach itself like i yeah. don't want to con- like you know um but I, what's interesting about coney island is in the last couple years they've like 
really like spit shined it and like yeah. made it like all brand new because of gentrification. So they're mm-hmm. like, Hey hipsters, you live in Brooklyn. Did you know there's a beach here? Um, <laughs> which is like not how it was when we were kids. Like Luna park wasn't a thing. Like, I mean, it was, but it was like run down. It wasn't like advertised, you know? No. Um, yeah. It was like, uh, you know, and it was like haunted and the only thing people fucking knew about it was like you got to ride the cyclone because it is like a landmark which have you ever ridden the cyclone i have not because i do not have a death wish listen you never walked the brooklyn bridge i feel like that's more of a hey 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 this is not nice i'm not the cyclone could kill you two people have died on it have they yes okay well i was definitely not told that before i rode to be fair though they were standing up which is (laughs) ill-advised but the fact that they could stand up on the ride should really show you what we're working with all right Um, the cyclone is a legendary rickety as fuck wooden roller coaster that's been in coney island since the dawn of time and it i I remember when y'all we went out there one of the last uh one of the last couple times we all went together uh, mm-hmm. you and Kristen went on it and I was like I'm gonna stay here um, and I stood at the foot of the ride and I literally just watched it shake as the carts went around on the- and it just shakes I mean all wooden roller coasters shake none of them shake like the cyclone shakes <laughs> that's like screws are coming down type shaking eh, they're fine I mean so the first time I think I've actually only ridden it maybe like two or three times but the first time I wrote it was with my sister-in-law. And so she was, is like I've said this before, she's from Connecticut. So the first time she ever came to Brooklyn, like for her, it was like, I need to ride the cyclone. Like I need to go to Coney Island and and ride the cyclone. Um, So she did it a bunch of times. Like she loved it. And one time I went with her and my brother, like, I guess like during, again, during the summer, we were just there one Friday night, maybe like went to like a cyclone game, which are super fun, by the way. Those are Um, great. Those are so, so much fun. I used to love cyclone games and then we did fireworks. Also, like, a big part of my Brooklyn summers was those games and the fireworks after. Um, And then she, like, was the person who actually made me ride the cyclone with her. And I remember thinking for the first time, like, I'm going to die. This thing is old as fuck. Like, I should not be on this ride. But, of course, my brother being my brother was like, ah, you'll be all right. Like, get on there. Who cares? Like, my my mother later was like, what? You let her get on that thing? Like, I was, like, fairly young. Um, Yeah. The sea air will just corrode that on top of everything else that's wrong with it that I don't think, I don't know, maybe it's had some maintenance, but it's just so interesting to me now because Coney Island's like like a real attraction again. Like the first time I went there was when I was a kid and my parents had to drag me down to the water. I was very adamant about not going in the water. Even as a child, I knew this water is filled with trash. Um, but well, yeah, it was <laughs> like, do you remember? So when I think of Coney Island, like, don't get me wrong. I would, if I was home in New York, that is the easiest beach for me to get to. I'm going straight yeah. to Coney Island every time. Yep. Like, I just yep. know what I'm getting though. I know that the mm-hmm. sand is going to be filled with glass. Uh, you yep. have to be careful. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I know the water is probably going to be filled with some plastic bags and maybe some Doritos bags. Um, you know, I just as fuck. don't advise anybody go in that water due to like a spill in the nineties. Like do not what? advise. But Anna, we like, we like, like chilled in that water. Like, do you remember we would go and like hang out? Like I have very vivid memories of us going to the beach, like after uh, in high school. And then when I I stayed in Brooklyn for college, so I I still went there to the beach 
Um, mm-hmm. And we would just like chill, like get a tan and then just run and jump in the water. So, cause you know what it is? The water is flat over there. So you can kind of just yeah. wade. Um, and <laughs> it has such a specific feeling that water on your skin. It feels like it's not, it's probably gross, Oil. but it feels like it's it's slick. Yeah, it's really weird. But we never got sick. Like, you know, like everything was fine. You know, I'd been thrown into the ocean there before. And yeah. So I actually have never been in that water. Like, I mean, I have like when I was a kid kid. But I remember watching you all go run into the water. But I would not go in that water. Um, I just, I also remember like some of like my favorite Brooklyn days would be like in the summer we'd be like you know you me Kristen and a few of our other friends like we just like wake up well wake up early huh it's summer so we didn't fucking really stroll out of bed until at least 10 11 we would just like throw our towels in like one of those drawstring bags like grab some like like food or snacks and just like throw it in the bag a water bottle that we probably filled with substances that was not supposed to be in that water bottle and then we would just like go to the beach and just chill all fucking day there like we would get nathan's the iconic the first and the original nathan's we would just we would just not move for like hours it's great and i think about it now and i'm like my stomach would be so upset by the nathan's there's no way i could stay on the beach for that long um so so good it was so good oh are you kidding i used to eat the fries the fucking corn dog and we just like lay out on the beach all day for our prom too we ended up there no, we did. We went to Rockaway for our prom. Are you insane? That was fucking Coney Island. What? Oh my god. Senior prom was Coney Island? Where did you think we were? That was fucking Coney Island. He didn't take did us I to Rockaway. I thought we went to Rockaway. Are you crazy? No. Because I remember when my date, he was like putting me down in the sand. I was like, be careful, there's glass. <laughs> I was already at this point, this was like 4.30 in the morning. I was passed the <gasps> fuck out on the bus. I actually think Kristen and I were pressed up against each other, like as like bookends, like holding each That's other so up. Funny. We were so drunk and fucked up on that bus. And I remember waking up at one point. Oh my God, I do remember this. I remember waking up at one point being like, where's Cola? Like to Kristen. And she was like, I think she's on the beach. I'm like, we're at the beach. Like, <laughs> you didn't even, like, yeah. You, you jogged no my idea. memory though. Uh, so, yes, we did go there because we had gotten our tickets to Webster Hall uh, canceled essentially because by the time we got to Webster Hall, they closed it down because too many people from our high school had gotten in and then they realized all these underage people were at Webster Hall at this party. Yeah. And they're like, no, we're shutting this down. Uh, so then we uh, annoyed the shit out of our limo driver and we're like, take us to the beach. And the guy's like, all right, we're going to Coney Island. <laughs> it's just like, not we, that we beach. Went to, I remember we went to Chinatown first and we did karaoke. That and did not then, happen. What do you mean? For senior prom? Yes. Oh, I don't Dude, remember. I have pictures that this happened. That's, I think you're thinking of junior prom. I, okay, so I never went to junior prom. That's how I know I'm correct about senior prom. Mm. I didn't oh, know. Oh, wait. Oh, you know what? You're it, right. We we did. Uh, we did, Okay, here's it. Okay, I remember the timeline now. Here's the timeline. This is all information <laughs> that people don't need. Um, we went to the karaoke place first. 
Yes. Then we tried to go to Webster Hall. Wow, I have no memory. And folks, this is like before. I wasn't like drinking as much as um, one would assume at this point. Um, so I, it wasn't like I was like blackout. Um, no, I wasn't cause I was on medication and that was a time when I was like, oh, I shouldn't mix alcohol and medication. Um, just a heads up. No one should ever do that. Um, yeah. but, um, so yes, the most, we went to the- um, arguably the most sound advice we can ever give you. On this yeah, podcast. please don't do that. Um, so yes, we were at the karaoke place. Then, uh, you're right. Cause I do, I'm seeing, I'm picturing the pictures you're talking about and I'm seeing it clearly. Then we were supposed to go to Webster hall. Wow. We had a full night at 18. Jesus Christ. Dude, I came home at 7 a.m. I, I just remember Kristen's mom. So Kristen's mom picked us up. Shout out to that woman, a saint who has saved my life on multiple occasions. <laughs> that's why I'm for, that's literally why Kristen She's and I were friends forever is because her and her family know too much. Um, I remember her picking us up and then dropping me off home. And I'm like such a piece of shit. I've like told you all this story before about my prom date and how much of like an awkward situation it was to have him like ask me to be his girlfriend. And I I just remember being like such a piece of shit, like human being like, I can't fucking stand this kid. Prom is now over. I have no use for you. And Kristen's mom was like so kind to – like wait with me and him even though Kristen and her boyfriend were in the car too for his like mom to come get him because I refused to wait oh, yeah, by myself right. on my stoop while this kid's mom showed up because I wanted oh, nothing to fucking God. do with him um oh what a dick I was I still am not much has changed um any other thoughts on favorite parts of the summer yeah I just remember leaving Coney Island I just realized I answered my own question I'm sorry um <laughs> no that's great uh, I remember getting Coney Island and ordering, oh God, Chicken Delicious. Oh, Chicken Delicious. Ch- chicken D-Lo. Um, chicken Delicious. Oh. Chicken Ridiculous, people used to call it. Remember? Yep. yep. Uh, uh, so Vegas fun. Diner. Vegas Diner. Yeah, like we would go get like diner food. Um, we would go get bodega food. Like we would just like eat unhealthy shit. Like we should definitely get our hearts checked at some point. Um, and going back to like my house and just having like mad people over and just getting even more drunk and then everybody would just sleep over and we'd get up the next morning and do it all over again I um I love chicken delicious chicken ridiculous oh god is that place still there I really want that now when we go back Kristen and I actually ordered from there not that long ago it was not that good anymore we might have outgrown that <laughs> honestly it was overpriced and now like not that good but oh my god that fucking food. i have um uh what about uh michelangelo michelangelo's uh tattoo parlor <laughs> oh my god you mean the na- the neighborhood tattoo artist who was. was tattooed by everybody in our neighborhood that was um, my first we should do we should i was gonna say we should we could do a, a whole episode on the time we got I left my house never forget it was like my 23rd birthday yeah uh, we left my house you came over Kristen was in my room and we walked down the steps and my mom was like where are you going and I just remember saying to her I'm going to get a tattoo and she was like what and then I just closed (laughs) (laughs) and we just got in my car and left um 
I mean, I told her beforehand that I was eventually going to do it. I just didn't tell her specifically when. Also, Michelangelo is so fucking weird how you had to, like, he only opened at, like, certain hours of the night throughout the day. Like, it was so sus. If you recall, it was essentially his basement. Like, and every time I tell people that, they're just like, Cola, what? Like, that's so sketchy. I'm like, no, but it was like, I mean, it was his house and it was his basement, but it was like a tattoo. Like, he had it set up as a tattoo. Yeah, it was was a legit parlor. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about legit, but. (laughs) I mean, it was a legit Brooklyn barber. You know, you're not not really getting the authentic experience if you aren't a little nervous about hep C, you know? Anyway, the point is he that that was my first tattoo. It's on my ankle. Uh, sorry, yeah. it's on my heel actually. Um, it's the anchor, right? It's the anchor, and it still looks pretty good, honestly. Um, and but you know, I I was thinking about it. And I was like, I don't know if I would, you know, I was like, this was good for like my first uh, first. He did a lot of like the traditional stuff you think of when you think of Brooklyn tattoos, like um, a lot of yeah. Jesuses and crucifixes <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Well, that Jesus guy. Yeah, that's so true. He here's the thing. He's it's so funny when I tell people like his name was Michelangelo. They're like, "Are you trolling me right now?" Yeah, that's his name. Like, an artist named Michelangelo, and I'm like, "No, deadass, that was his name." Uh, I oh my god, I do. I think there's something so beautiful by the fact that your first tattoo, even though now you have, and a plethora of tattoos on you, and many a tattoos. Uh, I think it's really beautiful that Kristen and I got to be there for your first. Of course. Uh, we actually, you-, you, hold on, you were not supposed to get a tattoo that night, actually. No, true into my impulsive nature, I yep. decided it was something that I always, my, my parents were very threatening about it, particularly my father. So I was just like, you know what? Like, I really want one. I know this is something that I want um, and I'm just going to mm-hmm. do it. And I put it on my heel, which was actually quite painful. And I would say to this day, one of the more painful tattoos I've ever gotten. Dude, um, you didn't even flinch. You did not even flinch. Like, I think I was so in funny. shock. No, no. I just think it was so funny because I almost passed out. So we went there originally to get my tattoo. That's right. And Kristen wanted to get hers touched up. And you basically watched the blood drain from my entire body. Like, Michelangelo had to stop to make sure that I didn't just fucking fall over in the chair. (laughs) And Kristen had to, like, keep me propped up and, like, make sure I maintain consciousness. And then you turn around and you're like, you know what? I want one of those. Yeah, I, um, you had asked me at one point when you were getting it done if you looked okay. And you definitely didn't, but I told you you did. (laughs) Because I truly believe that uh, when you hear, like, someone say, like, and acknowledge what your worst fear is, it's, like, then suddenly it becomes more real. And then that's when the bad stuff starts to happen. Yeah. Like, people, I never got, uh, I was, like, really drunk once and someone told me that I didn't look good. And then immediately I had to go vomit. Like, I didn't, it didn't even occur to me that I was at that level of drunk until someone addressed it to me. So now every time someone asks me that, unless I'm, like, genuinely concerned that they might need a hospital like you were, you yeah. were just looking a little like pale, but I didn't want yeah. you to tell you that because then I'm like, she might pass out if I tell her. So if oh, I tell yeah. her she looks okay, she'll believe that she's okay. And she, yeah. She almost passed out from pain. That was, yeah. that was really painful. I'll never get another one. And yet again, you looked at me almost die in the chair and you were like, I'm going to do that too. Yeah. I like the way that feels. Uh, I like the way the needle <laughs> feels is. It's a thing. It's I'm not crazy. Like you can ask no, other people who have tattoos. Yeah, um, I, I believe all of you cannot relate. Um, but all right. Any other 
summer thoughts. Loved all of those side tangents. We do need Kristen on this episode for the prom because now I need to fucking know. We, we don't need a whole episode about our fucking prom. I don't know. I just need I just need like a little like blurb of her confirming that we did not go to Coney Island. It was Rockaway. Yo, okay, that's where you're one hundred percent wrong. I will never forget that fucking beach. I, I I'm fairly confident in that. Right, I will I will start I will start hitting up people that we don't even talk to anymore to get that confirmation. All right, all right we we don't get it. We don't need all. All right, we went to Coney Island. Fine. <laughs> well, I, I would rather admit I'm wrong than bring any of those motherfuckers back into my life. All right, dramatic. Um. <laughs> anyway, uh, what was I gonna say? Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Oh, I did have one story I wanted to tell if we want to uh, yeah. give a little time. So. In 2006, Italy was in the World Cup. Great time for our people. And I remember uh, the World Cup is usually in the summer. So it's like the end of the school year. And if you can Mm -hmm. believe it, uh, there was a time where you couldn't check the scores on your phone. And uh, I was coming home and there was a match like right. I think I was just there to take a final um, Mm -hmm. and then we could leave. So I was waiting for the B4. And, mm-hmm. uh, the, the bus and, um, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm driving, going crazy. Cause I can't figure out if Italy won the game or not. It was like the semifinal. And I think it was against Germany. Yep. I could be wrong mm-hmm. about that. No, but the final was against Germany. Final was against, uh, France in 20, uh, in 20, Jesus in 2006. So I think the semifinal might've been against Germany. I'm not a hundred percent on that, but someone can fact yeah. check later the point is i'm standing at the bus stop i'm like oh my god i can't wait to get home where's this bus like i just need to know what the score is and all of a sudden comes flying down bay parkway is a pickup truck with four people in the back screaming and waving the italian flag and i'm like yes (laughs) and i don't even uh wait for the bus i walk down to 18th avenue 18th Avenue has now started an impromptu street fair. Uh, Without any permits, they have closed off the streets. The uh, Italian funeral home has donated a empty casket to put on display with the German flag around it um, so that it could be paraded down the street. Um, So that's just one of my favorite uh, summertime memories. And we won. We won that year, didn't we? Because I do also remember... I remember when we won also going to 18th Avenue and just the fucking debauchery of Forza Italia everywhere. Everywhere. Um, Uh, Yeah, we did. We beat France. I'm not 100% if it was Germany. I feel like it might have been whatever flag was around that casket. It was the other team's flag. I do remember we playing, like us playing, we playing, us playing, (laughs) us playing uh, Germany towards the like really getting close to the finals or i thought it was actually in the finals i might have made that up in my head the headbutt the famous headbutt that was against france yeah that was zinedine zidane yes zidane yes i thought that was germany in my head i I made that up but wow it was crazy i'll never forget that because that was like the huge turning point in the game also like he really like he headbutted um i want to say his last name was matarazzo and uh that guy was like built like a stick figure and he looked like he really like took him out with his skull. And I, and what was so funny, it was like all of a sudden you saw the ref come out with the red card and the camera wasn't on it. So like nobody knew what happened. And then they're yeah. like, well, this is what happened while we were looking over there. And you just see him like, boom, straight and, into the guy's yeah. chest. But it was, like, it was a game changer. It's arguably what people say won us the game because then he wasn't able to go into penalty kicks at all. 
Uh, right. I'm trying to think. Oh, God, my memory is so bad. My dad has it on DVD. I'll send you a copy. We can rewatch. <laughs> I fucking love that. Um, all right. Any other any other thoughts? We we took you all on a roller coaster. Track. Yeah, this was we a took ride. You, we on took this- you. Yeah, we took you through bodegas why people real new yorkers are staying rbg we took a little dip there we came back with summertime fun we stopped a little bit at prom tattoos and then we came right back around to the fucking world cup i mean i would say though that is all summertime things yeah no absolutely i would even argue like who's to say we're not the fucking one of the most dynamic fucking podcasts out there like that's right what a, what a what a ride you all get to just be on. Tell all your tell all your friends. <laughs> tell everybody. Um all right. Well, this has been fun. We should do it again next week. Let's do it. Awesome. All right. Well, I'm Anna. I'm Cola. We're two broads from Brooklyn. Thanks for listening. Good night. <laughs>